0: So, I mean, on on that note, and, and as we're kind of talking specifically around data security, mm-hmm. um, and you mm-hmm. gave a great a great list uh, a great list earlier. Um, mm-hmm. what what would be? I, I like these top fives, and I think our audience is mm-hmm. like this as well. Mm-hmm. What what would be your top five recommendations to organizations that are looking to improve uh, the security specifically around their data? Yeah. So,
1: um, I think that. The, um, there are several items that are quite basic, again, and very important. First is data identification, where the data lays, what kind of data do you have, and uh, what is the importance level of the data. I don't even t- call it data labeling, because I think it's the next level. But just an understanding of where the data is, that's that's a very important step. And for, to be honest, I think one of the most uh, important and difficult things to achieve. Um, the second thing that you need to do is to have the right policy on how to deal with the data and the corresponding procedures to allow users in the organization to treat the data or to uh, process the data in the right way from cybersecurity standpoint, whether that's um, vaults to store data, uh, encryption tools to, uh, uh, to make sure that the data is encrypted, and visible in an easy way that doesn't require a lot of uh, technical capabilities. And of course, uh, um, tools or capabilities to maintain uh, integrity of data, That those are things that are highly important. Other than that, list privilege, I talked about it before, list privilege concept, access to the data only to the people on a need to know basis or a need to have basis. That's key, from my point of view, uh, that's something that uh, is really, when we measure maturity level of uh, data protection, capabilities today in organizations, on average, we have 1.8 on a scale of zero to five. Um, th- that is the maturity level of all organizations that we've seen and worked with in the, uh, in the past. Uh, of course, there were organizations that were very high, like 3.5, 3.6, and organizations that were below one. But on average, 1.8, it's not a good sign. It's a, actually, it's a, quite a bad sign because it's very immature. Uh, from cybersecurity standpoint, yeah. now after uh, after we talk about uh, permissions, access level, access control, and privilege access, the next thing that I would say around data protection will be the monitoring. Everything that you couldn't prevent, at least you want to know uh, how to detect when something happens. Uh, so I'm moving from the prevention uh, stack, like identification policies and procedures to protect and uh, and tools to protect and defend against the text. And then least privilege concept, now I'm moving to detection capabilities to be able to identify whether data is being accessed or bulk data or a lot of data is being accessed in the organization at the same time, whether data integrity was harmed and even data availability, right? If someone managed to delete one of your databases or business critical data items, that's something of course that you need to know, you know, when some are really building all of their business model on that, right? That you lose business critical data and then you go back to them and ask for the data. And um, last item that at least I have in mind is when you talk about data and talking about private data, because data has, you know, you have business data and you have personal data, uh, you know, business data was the only thing that was important 10 years ago. Privacy became a very important topic um I, I think mainly because of regulations and the fines that are associated with uh, uh, data breaches and so on uh, that actually uh, took the, the industry to the next level of course created also some kind of new attacks you know that's uh, we can always criticize the the process right because uh, before five years ago uh, you wouldn't see um let's say attackers taking out data and uh, just uh, threatening to uh, to publish the data just because of privacy and because the company is going to be uh, in a way, fined by a GDPR or something similar. Today, it right. became a standard. It became a standard, and that's something that you know. With security advantages that you see or advance that you see in the market, you all, you have also the corresponding reactions from the offensive side. But that's a different topic. Being able to detect and respond to data breaches; those are very important items that you need uh, to take into consideration. If I'm, you know, just to uh, to, to discuss in general, if I'm talking about the structure, right? Data identification, then the rules uh, of uh, engagement, let's say, how to deal with the data, processes, procedures, tools. that's number two. Then um, we talk about uh, um, things like uh, uh, access control, uh, privileged access, uh, or least privileged access to to specific data items, Uh, and then detection response capabilities, those are highly important. The last thing that I would say is the first thing that you mentioned, which is awareness. You need to build awareness uh, uh, in the organization to explain very clearly what is the value uh, of uh, the data items that uh, people process on or employees are processing on a regular pace, basis. What will be the impact to the organization? What is um, uh, wh- What are the, the assets, the organizational assets, data is- assets? that need to be identified and protected. I mean, without awareness, only the, let's say the human factor, the mistakes, the basic honest mistakes that the employees can do can be um, so dramatic for an organization that that's good enough, even without, uh, let's say a specific attack or targeted attack to the organization that can be already a disaster to an organization. So those will be my, let's say five items that I would recommend an organization to do.
0: Great. Mm -hmm uh reason mm-hmm. i think that that is fantastic honestly thank thank <laughs> you thank you so much it, it's got i we, we we went off on some great great things there and i think that some of these that your recommendations are absolutely uh spot on from my perspective mm-hmm. anyway it's just my opinion but um yeah i think i don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to talk about but from my perspective that was yeah that was better than you know that was a great a great discussion
1: <laughs> i can tell you one last story right just from last week you know, one thing that uh, that was uh, funny one minute i know that uh, we are uh, out of time but just one minute. no we're not we're not we're <laughs> not no 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 not at all, not at all. <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs>
1: we, we we've been in a in a specific assessment that we've done in a a, a very large uh, let's say a telecommunication company right um We found ourselves uh, in the network in a way we found several vulnerabilities and so on and so forth. And then uh, we got uh, to the uh, marketing uh, website environment. They have a specific environment in which they're able to load marketing sites uh, for every campaign that they are doing. While uh, working in the environment, trying to identify vulnerabilities, we found around uh, 2.5 terabytes of porn, uh, material, right, uh, porn on their websites. Mm-hmm. And we, we said, okay, that's something that shouldn't be here. Let's try to see what's happening here. And then after a quick investigation there, we've identified 50, five zero different porn websites that are hosted on this specific environment. Um, that the original attack was the, uh, originally from a specific uh, file upload capability. So if you think about it, an HR website uh, that um, allowed uh, CV uh, uploading right to the server, it was vulnerable to uh, um, file upload vulnerability. Someone managed to to upload a web shell to the website, and based on that, uh, to control the the server environment. And this guy, um, coming from uh, the eastern part of the world, uh, at least based on uh, the communication and the, the activity and the language that we've seen in the web shell itself, um, actually opened a, a porn hosting uh, environment and actually started to sell it to other people in a very reliable environment, of course, of the telecom uh, company. Uh, and that was a very nice business model that we have identified So
0: Unbelievable.
1: Uh, <laughs> it was very, <laughs> very funny to see the reaction of uh, the organization. Of course, uh, it's a very severe situation, <laughs> right? But... Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that they were not able to identify that and to, uh, um, to report that, And that's something that happened around two years before. So from 2019, this, those websites are there. And that's something that um, was very surprising. Uh, so um, I thought, that, you know, sometimes we, got into, we get into organizations and just, someone was already there. And that's something that uh, you know you need to, to be able to react
0: to. That's unbelievable. So they found the vulnerability and basically built a business inside someone else's server, a, a porn business.
1: <laughs> exactly, with uh, the SLA. I mean, the, the official marketing website of the porn mm. distribution uh, partner, right? One yeah. of the items that they have there is that we are based our uh, infrastructure on this and this telecom uh, communication. And we provide SLA that is 99.999, you know, five nines uh, of uh, availability, which I mean, you know, those are very good marketing capabilities, you know, on top (laughs) of uh, of a breached environment. So that was very interesting to see.
0: That's that's incredible. (laughs) That's incredible.